0: Zoom is also recording.
1: I know I got a little consent thing. Oh, that's thank nice you for that's asking new. my consent, Zoom. All right, here we go. Oh. Shh, it's water. <laughs> it, but it's, it's special pineapple bubbly water. Here's, the, here's the can
0: I opened up before because I forgot.
1: <laughs> the saddest sound. It was a pretty I mean, sad They got
0: overcast, so I feel like that's like a very...
1: That's how, how it feels right now. Yeah. Uh, it, I always feel a little bit weird when we're doing the whoops, we're going to accidentally stumble into starting the show by way of being funny when we have a guest, because...
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> um,
1: so, so it's, it's like, um, and go! And then we just start talking, and it's it's maybe not the most welcoming thing we do, but fuck it. Welcome to Austin, Austin, a pod, live, guest podcast. That's
0: our bit today. We're I'm Allison. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. And we are joined this week, I'm so excited, by Manish Mothar. He is a writer and podcaster of two wonderful podcasts. I'm not going to even pretend like I've re- listened to the second one yet. I have not. Uh, so so it Pod To Be You, which you've heard us talk about on the show at this point, and also Queer and Now, two names that are better than Podlander Drunk Cast and Outlander <laughs> Podcast. I um, doubt just like two, not one, but two, um, which I take as a personal affront. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Manish. We are talking about, for the third, for the third time, and for now the final time, but not forever, uh, the fabulous adaptation of Pride and Prejudice that came out in 2005, it's 2005. Um, Pride and Prejudice, Grindachada. We loved it, we raved. We laughed, Mm -hmm. we cried, we sang, badly. And now we are going to talk about it some more because it is a gift that keeps on giving. Um, So... Now it's your turn to talk. Just kidding. Says, yeah, um, <laughs> oh like,
0: God, we know Manish, you've done this on your own podcast. Yeah, like <laughs> if you could just repeat everything that you and your guest said on your episode. Um,
1: yeah. We, whenever we have somebody join us for one of these, uh, we ask the same question first, or at least we're supposed to. And I don't always remember, but I'm going to remember this time. What's your relationship, Manish, with Jane Austen? Have you read her novels? Do you have a favorite Austen adaptation? All that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've read, let me see, I've read Sensibility for sure, Pride and Prejudice, definitely I've read that. Um, I know I've read Northanger Abbey. Um, I think Emma, I've tried to read, but it was like when I was in a phase of like reading on the train to like go to work, and I just like couldn't like get into it because it was like, I was just like the language was so, not complicated, but just so dense, and there was like so mm-hmm. many things going on with Emma. So I'm like, that's when I want to pick up again or maybe listen to it um, in audiobook. But I I mean, I love Jane Austen. I have seen so many of the adaptations and I, you know, she, as we'll talk about, like she translates so well to like any like scenario, like whether it's Bollywood or like modern times or anything. So like, I think she's one of like, I think she's one of the great writers and I, I hate that she gets sort of, um, like, shoehorned in as, like, a romance novelist or, like, someone who's only about love stories. Uh, so I think she does a really a lot of really great, like, satire and, like, social commentary. I mean, she's... You guys know she's a great social critic. Um, and I think her observations about people and men and women and family is, like, still relevant to this day. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen so many adaptations that take place in modern times, and I think they all work because she was, like, ahead of her time... So, I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's great. Um, I would love to have dinner with her. Well, you know, like she's, <laughs> she, she's on my list of people to like yeah. have dinner with past or present. Cause I'm like, I bet she's got a lot of gossip. Yes. <laughs> oh.
1: You know she does. And you know she's you know. catty as hell, too. Oh, and that's I am fun. reading yeah. her letters. And she, <laughs> and it, a bunch of Jane austen's letters don't exist anymore because part of the custom at that time is you would burn correspondence you didn't want people to read after the death of the author um so it's thought that her sister who was like her person her whole life burned a bunch of her letters presumably the ones that were mean uh which is really (laughs) saying something because her normal letters are mean (laughs) like you're reading them and you're like ooh. Ooh, sick bird. Yes, it is snappy. Um, so I can't. It's like that is it's it's she is she's she's got a, a keen wit. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um,
1: it's really. Yeah. So totally. I I 100 percent agree. And listening to the podcast, it sounds like you're. Pride and Prejudice of choice if not Pride and Prejudice is also the Joe Wright Pride and Prejudice am I correct?
2: yeah I mean I the two of these movies together are like intertwined for me in terms of like how much I love them and how much how many times I've seen them uh just because they came out around the same time and Mm -hmm. you know it was like so that was like right when I was getting into watching movies too and like understanding like oh movies can be like different like you can have a an adaptation that's like a musical modern times like takes place in India and London and, and America and then you can also vary one that's like more conventional but also very different from you know from other adaptations and like I'm also a huge fan of the Ang Lee sensibility one of my favorite movies of all time I love Ang Lee as well and I think similarly to you know that adaptation or similarly to *Bride and Prejudice it's like you know he took so much of Jane Austen and filtered it through his own like Taiwanese upbringing and then made this incredible film. and I think Gririnnda Chadda does the same thing um and I think you know, so those three movies are like my my three favorites, but yeah, the Joe Wright movie, uh, I mean, I don't want to see you know if you guys hate that movie, you know you can
0: <laughs>
1: we haven't done it yet. Yeah, know, we, we haven't me done off it yet
2: all <laughs> the like. Different. That's, I love that movie too.
0: That's my PP because yeah. that's like that's. I mean, that, that my that's where one of my crushes for Kira Knightley came from. You know? Oh sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I'm, because uh, I'm just now getting exposed <laughs> to all this. One yeah. of
1: your <laughs> many crushes for Kira Knightley yes. came from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Right. My multiple crushes for Kira Knightley. Um, mm-hmm. completely understandable. She's great. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. great. She's great. She's one of those people that that people for some reason really love to dunk on. Like she's not just making her movies and her beautiful dresses and doing her thing. She's also yep.
0: like, she's from what I've read a couple of interviews, she's also really salty about how people dunk on her. She's like, what the fuck guys? really? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. I didn't know that. That's great. She's Good for her. Like, what? I don't Why? I'm just doing
1: my job. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just making movies. Back yeah. home. Le- leave me alone. Stop talking about my jawline. What are you doing? Um,
2: Totally. Well, that's
1: great. I we haven't done any of the. I mean, we. I have seen the only sense and sensibility like 900-y, nine hundred nine hundred times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh, I'm. I just. I woke up from a nap, guys. My brain is salt. <laughs> salt? My brain is salt? salt. Why did I say salt?
0: <laughs> this is gonna be a great conversation. Yes. <laughs> I this is good.
1: Um. So I echo your sentiments there. I really love that one, Um, and I'm so excited for Julie to see the Joe. Right? Which you haven't even seen it, right, Julie? No, I haven't. It's coming up really soon. Oh my Um, god! So you've got you are arriving at a great time. We're sort of nearing the end of our first Pride and Prejudice Mm -hmm. journey. Yeah. Um, We've got a few more things, and then we're moving on to Emma. So Mm -hmm. if you wanna come and talk about Emma at some point, we should. Um, What? about Bride and Prejudice do you think makes it such a great update? Because I think we we were marvel. none of us had seen it before, I had seen little pieces of it before, but none of us yeah. had seen it before. Um, I'm a big fan of her movies, and I loved Bend It Like Beckham, I really love Blinded by the Light, yeah, me too. Um, which yeah. didn't get nearly enough love when that came out, I love that movie so much. Um, but hadn't seen this one in its entirety, these two hadn't seen it at all. Um, and I was stunned by what a great adaptation it is like specifically updating the social commentary piece, the economic piece, the class piece, um, by sort of taking it and making it this, I think the tagline they were using was Bollywood meets Hollywood, um, (laughs) in like that Miramax era, um, why why do you think it works so well? What is it about the choices that are made here that you think is so successful?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a lot of what you said. And, you know, as I said earlier, I think a lot of what makes Bollywood such a, um, you know, enduring tradition for moviegoers all over the world um, is the, like, the marriage. I mean, I I hate to use that pun, but, like, the marriage of, like, music and romance and comedy and a lot of, like, you know, this, like, I think when when we were first watching this movie, you know, 15, 16 years ago, and Ben Leigh Beckham as well, it's, like, you watch this movie with, like, kind of the knowing looks of, like, the, or, like, the knowing laughs, you know, of, like, oh, our family is like this, you know? Or, like, when we, when we go to India, we also talk about, like, losing weight or, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, like, you know, like India Varma does in the beginning and... um Just like, you know, like I said earlier, Jane Austen translates so well to Bollywood because, you know, there's so much material there for her um, to talk about, you know, marriage and money and family and tradition versus, um, you know, modern, modern life and your parents' expectations versus what you want. You know, these are all things that Jane Austen kind of goes to over and over again. And Bollywood movies also go through that over and over again. And, you know, you'll see some... I mean, like, I have, like, three other movies that I would love for you guys to cover um, in Bollywood and other Indian film industries uh, that are based on Jason Austin novels because, you know, she, she much like William Shakespeare, is one of those authors who... Indian filmmakers, um, whether they're from India or, like, Rinda Chada like, based in the UK, like, they just keep returning to them because there's just so much there and like... You know, in some like, um, you know, the the idea of like arranged marriages as like a dating service—it's just an, an update to you know like the matchmaking in, in in Pride and Prejudice or in Emma or in any of those things. And I think it's just like, you know, you can um, you can like put in all of these you know very fascinating themes and all of these really complex ideas and complicated like geopolitical you know elements within the package of a very, like, glossy, you know, glamorous movie with, like, amazing musical numbers and beautiful women and, um, you know, amazing sets and all this stuff and, you know, costumes. Like, it's a, you know, Bollywood is so good with, like, kind of, you know, bringing in these, like, very intense themes in a very, like, mainstream package. And so I think Bride and Prejudice is able to... Um, kind of be in the Bollywood tradition, but make it more, even more global. Kind of like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming this movie was inspired or a, you know, or a, like, you know, took influence from Monsoon Wedding, which is a very similar thing. I mean, Monsoon Wedding is even less of a Bollywood pastiche than Pride and Prejudice is, but it's the same idea of like kind of bringing in these like very Indian... Um, very Indian-like elements and putting into a film that can be appreciated by all audiences all over the world, whether you have watched a million Bollywood movies or this is the first one. You know what I've I
0: also like, too, what kind of you're hitting at this, is like the globalization uh, adaptation of class and culture, mm-hmm. right? Where like yeah. that's that's a major conversation in Jane Austen, so my amateur new novice experience is having. But like this globalization of class issues and the way they talk about it, and the like I really, that struck me as sudden, like I'm only echoing what you all said, but like it really struck me as something, I don't know, it's a great update, a really good update.
1: Yeah, I, I really loved um the way that they were able to make Amritsar feel um insular and small and yeah they made cozy, it feel like a tiny town yeah. Yeah. like Longbourn right well or like um Meryton, I suppose mm-hmm. um Longbourn being the house <laughs> it's I'm sorry Longbourn is the name of the estate <laughs> Mer is, is the name of the town it is near Merton <laughs> I'm sorry um But at the same time, it's got this sort of, like, jump on a jet and go to Goa, and then we're in the UK, and then we're in Beverly Hills. It's both of those things at once, and I find that tension so interesting. It would be Mm -hmm. like, there are these little tiny moments in... Um, in Austin's novel where they'll be in London for like six hours, right? right, right. An- long enough to go to a play and like have a conversation about Jane's love life and then it's back on the road and we're going back ho- and we're going home. Yeah. Um, but the sort of glossy feel of it, that like jet setting international mm-hmm. feel of it works so well in when you combine it with um, the more intimate local stuff. Because it feels like um, a rejection of the kind of snobbery that Darcy, and bless him, I just really wish that he was a, like a wee bit more charismatic. But um... oh, I have a lot to say about that. Oh, yeah. Right? You know Good. what? Let's get into yeah. it. Let's go. Let's, screw it. It. Let's, Let's screw do, it. do that. Let's do that. Dish on Darcy. The library is yeah. open.
2: Yeah. Um, well, before before we get to that, I, I I do want to touch upon this sort of globalization thing. Because I think in like, you know. I mean, I'm no historian, but I think in like the mid 90s into the 2000s, this idea of like Indians being a very global people started to really become popular and it was and more kind of a, a mainstream thing. And, you know, you start to see more Indian movies about, you know, people who immigrate to America and trying to make a living or immigrate to London Um And just trying to like navigate like what it's like to be in a foreign country where you don't know anyone and you have to like, you know, work and learn the language and survive and stuff. And also finding pockets of Indians in every little city in America or or across the world. And so I think, you know, Bride and Prejudice is I think they're doing something really smart in that they're, um, you know, like as you're saying, like translating the class element of the novel into this, like, well, we want our daughters to marry, you know, people who are living abroad because then they'll be taken care of and, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, that still happens to this day. I just watched a movie a few months ago about a girl who's obsessed with marrying a guy who lives in, you know, Dubai or L.A. or she just wants to get out of India and marry someone. And so it's just, it's still very much a common thing. And I think it's a a brilliant way to, you know make this movie about class and stuff like that but without making it like you know talking about the caste system or something like that Mm -hmm, i think it's a really smart fun way and also to tie in this idea of indians i mean indians are in literally every country in the world i'm pretty sure of it so (laughs) we're everywhere (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm, I mean my best friend is Indian and I've been to a few of his weddings with him and his family and yeah. Yeah, Every time I meet a new me- family member. It's like they're from everywhere everywhere yeah. In, <laughs> <our> <laughs> right. uh, yeah. J-
1: Janine the way you said that made it made it sound like you've been to a few of his weddings like he's been married Like he's been <laughs> a <laughs> serial that is, marrier. That is, that
0: is how that sounded. Yeah Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, well, it's, it's a family affair man like his brothers. Mm-hmm. Are, they've all had great weddings. Um, yeah. yeah, well,
1: anyway. I, I have more <laughs> questions about uh, Bride and Prejudice is sort of like Bollywood gateway drug I want yeah. to talk about other Austin adaptations I want to conveniently ask you whether or not you'll come talk to us about that Austin adaptation <laughs> while you're on a microphone so then you feel obligated but first uh, of all well, before <laughs> we get there um, I want to talk about Martin Henderson yeah. um, and also uh, Aishwarya Rai who based on your, uh, your your sort of Twitter presence Manish seems like maybe she's a particular favorite isn't she in your Twitter bio She
2: is. um, (laughs) So, as shorty Rye and I, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, okay, just get ready for a long, a long monologue about her. uh, Because
1: (laughs) we're
0: here for it. She
2: has been like my forever favorite actress for almost 25 years. Um, Oh, wow. Like, she was the one, like, every, you know, I feel like every gay kid, whether they're in the closet or out of the closet, when they're young, they get attached to some, you know, some fabulous actress, and it becomes her whole thing. And for me, it was her. And I watched... I've seen almost all of her movies, and I'm obsessed with her. And, like, you know, like, um, I follow her fashion moments at Cannes. She goes to Cannes every year, and she's, like, become, like, a mainstay at, at the red carpet there. And not last year, of course, but... Or this year, I guess. But, you know, in the past, she has been, and I guess she will be in the future. And, like, you know, I... She's just a favorite of mine, and I remember like when. I mean, I remember like exactly when she was doing this movie, and you know, in the two, early 2000s, she was um, trying to kind of make the um, make the jump to kind of more western career, very much like Priyanka Chopra is doing now. Um, she, you know, did *Bride and Prejudice*. She was, I think, auditioning for a role in a James Bond movie. She was on *Letterman*. Like. She was like doing the whole thing and then I think she got married and she just kind of her priorities changed. She's now a mom and she does movies here and there. But like, you know, she's just one of those actors for me where I'm just like, everything she does I'm interested in. You know, like she's worked with so many great filmmakers and she's done so many she's done so many great performances and like You know when i watch her interviews i'm like she just seems like a cool lady like i don't know it's my bias because i'm obsessed with her but like (laughs) you know like um but she's also someone who like really cares about like her craft and she really wants to improve with that with with her her work and like the way she talks about how she works with directors like she's i think she's definitely a director's actor like she's very Mm -hmm. much moldable Um, And I think when she's working with a director who's not up to that challenge, she can be a little like a little two dimensional, a little stiff or like maybe or she'll go like way to the other side she'll become like really dramatic and really histrionic. But, you know, I I think like this movie, I think when she's doing um, this is not her first Jane Austen adaptation either. She did an adaptation of um, Sense and and Sensibility. She was a Marianne character. And this is is a Tamil movie um, from 2000. And uh, a South Indian movie. So she's just like, I think she's like allowed to be funny in this movie. She can be a little sarcastic. You know, her eye rolls and her facial expressions, I think, are really fun to watch. And I think, you know, when comparing her to Keira Knightley in the Joe Wright movie, it's really interesting because, like, um, they're not giving similar performances at all because I think a Shorty ride is going a little bit more broad because she's in a broader movie. But, you know they kind of like the beats they hit that are the same it's, it's it's kind of it's very charming to see them both kind of take on this iconic role so close together and um it's so yeah, I mean she's like i mean I go through phases where I'm just like will tweet about her a lot or like um you know Bollywood stand culture is a very rich place to explore because although you see people doing like video edits and gifs and like I don't know if you guys know about these like loops accounts, but people will just kind of like um capture or like edit a vid- like a small clip that's like 30 seconds and you just like watch it over and just like especially a shorty ride with her dancing it'll just be like her dancing for like 30 seconds you just watch it and it's like it's the best and like, i could like, it's, you, it's could, like, like uh, you could like you could like spend like an hour just like going through these like stan accounts because they're so this, like this like tiktok yeah. before tiktok kind of thing yeah essentially i mean it's start- i mean like i started following these stan accounts like Two years ago, um, and I, I can I can send some Please. send some in your way. Oh, Please. I will link them <laughs> in the episode notes. But um, and you know, like it's yeah, Bollywood stand culture is very. I mean, it's like K-pop or like mm. that kind of thing, but a little bit more. I guess maybe not as extreme as K-pop because K-pop is they're they're intense. But um, <laughs> yeah, so when you're watching someone like a shorty a who's so charming and so. Um, elegant and so funny and has so much like grace to her and then you see Martin Henderson who I'm like I'm sorry seems like a nice guy but he cannot keep up with her or really anyone in this movie like I I I remember being like I mean like I know this this was the time when he was being a leading man because of the ring um with Naomi Watts you know he was a lead male actor really
1: I
0: did not get yeah. that and now you say I, it I'm just like yeah oh, of course, of course. I, and I
1: spent like some serious time on his IMDB page trying to figure out what his whole deal was because he's yeah. just oh. I was trying really hard to be like no it's an interior performance it's really subtle he's doing no all this, no, no, no he's, he's just like, dull.
2: <laughs> I, I mean it, it's, it's funny because like I agree with you I think like if I want to be really generous to him, I can be like, well, maybe he's playing that he's playing. So like cardboard because like Darcy's in over his head in India. And with these like larger than life personalities of like, you know, Lilith that for one thing, but also her parents, her sisters, you know, Mr. Coley, all these, it's, it's a lot. Right. But then he's, he's in his, on his home turf in America and he's still cardboard. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't think that's a character choice. I think like, uh, he was just being pushed to being a leading man because he was in he was like the second third second, third lead in a hit movie, and then, you know, his career like you know, like it's like nowadays when like some guy beca- is in a really popular movie, the next thing you know, he's doing like you know Ant-Man or whatever I mean oh, yeah well mm-hmm. I don't that I don't one. want to just <laughs> smirch Paul Rudd but like <laughs> let's say get Paul Rudd I mean no no I mean let's say Grind of the Galaxy right yeah, like sure, Chris Pratt yeah. like that's more of the that's more of the thing but um mm-hmm. yeah I just I just I when I was watching it earlier I was like who would it be in like the, the 2000s that would be like someone that they could get because it's not a huge budget movie it's not a yeah. name thing because like my first thing was like I mean I guess Paul Rudd would also be great yeah, he would have been Darcy, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it was just like.
1: I think I love that choice. That's yeah. like uh, that's a, a big sliding doors moment in my brain. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm <laughs> just, because it's well, such a wonderful movie as it is, but if yeah. that chemistry were more heightened, if Darcy were more charismatic, I feel like it would just sort of be next level, you know? It oh would God. be. Yeah, and What yeah. if
0: Paul Rudd had been that? Because he would have pulled that off. Big oh, time. I, I mean, He, he would already been the right Austin. age, because yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah.
1: already the right age. He's always uh, yeah. the right age. Well, he's because he's Dorian
0: Gray. We yeah, are, no, yeah. not the, right? The picture of Dorian yeah, Gray? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, anyway, yeah. No, that, that's the right, that's the right book. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't do a good job with references, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, what, was that the right thing? Um, yeah. You telling us that he was, that this character was in the ring, this actor was in the ring, makes so much sense to me, because now I know why I felt like it should have been raining the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I've never
1: seen the ring. So it's just, it's
0: a lot of shots of him under an umbrella. It been raining on him and he's okay. very beautiful in those shots.
2: Well, that's another <laughs> yes. movie yeah. where his leading lady is like the star of the show and doing all the work. And he's just like, I don't think he's like a reporter or something. I don't, yeah. I, I haven't seen him in ages, but he's just like the guy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know why like this, the guy had to like now become Darcy <laughs> to <Yeah>. a Tony or I of all people. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, The imbalance is pretty striking because she's so I mean, I would watch her do basically any like I would watch her read the phone book. She's one of those people. Yeah. But in this movie in particular, she's just she's got that thing that not all Lizzie's have where you can tell that she that she personally is very intelligent because it's hard to play intelligence when you don't have that necessarily when you're not mm-hmm. like a particularly intellectual person and obviously you, we're not close personal friends Um I have never met her I will never meet her <laughs> I don't know what I would say if I did because she is the most astonishingly beautiful human being I've ever yeah. seen Um yeah. I would but be dazzled I, like,
2: I, I never want to meet her because like who she is in my fantasy is <laughs> I, she can never keep up with that you know because like she's a real she's, person obviously but she's I outshined just want, herself yeah I want to keep her in my mind but yeah i mean i just like she you can always tell that she has like a million things going on in her mind as she's talking Mm -hmm. to you right and Mm -hmm. it's like everything she's thinking about you is probably not very nice because you're (laughs) probably not as smart as she is but she'll Mm -hmm. she'll edit it she'll filter it and say it in a way that's somewhat pleasant but also like gets in that like you know make sure you know that you are an idiot
1: (laughs) yeah the lizzie bennett special yeah Yeah. exactly yeah um there, speaking of Jane Austen's letters, there, when she's writing about Pride and Prejudice, um, she said, then called First Impressions. Um, she, <laughs> it, it was called First Impressions. I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> she writes about Lizzie as being this like intoxicating creature, like the most delightful character, and she can't imagine that people wouldn't love her. And I think that that is not always easy to capture on screen and the fact that we've got more than one Lizzie where you're like, yep, no, that's amazing. That's, this is a person I would want to spend all of my time with. What a magical human being. And that's certainly true here. Um, I'm, I just, she's one of my very favorite Lizzie's. Lalita. Um, so I want to ask, you know, legitimate questions about, um, this film is like a, an entry into Bollywood for people who haven't experienced that corner of the filmmaking world before. However, before we do that, I have to ask you your opinion on Mary's Cobra dance, because please go, um, it is, it, I, first of all, I, I, am just so glad that Mary got to be weird and hot at the same time. Like that <laughs> is really important to me. Why does Mary always have to be frumpy? Let Mary also be hot. All the Bennett sisters can be hot. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but there's something that's so that's so the that increases the awkwardness, I guess, because of the pure intensity. It's when she's playing the pianoforte, it's just awkward. But all of a sudden she's hissing at you and it's like <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. whoa, whoa. So I love yeah. that moment so much. What what's your take on that scene? How do you feel? Because I just it's been living rent-free in my brain for like two sure, weeks. Sure,
2: sure. Um it's iconic. You know? Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I know. you know, like if, um, I bet there are Indian drag queens who recreate it at drag shows, you know, at Take my money! Bars. Yes. I, yeah, because, like, no, I mean, it's, I totally agree with you. I think that, um, it gives her a little bit more of a personality, you know, gives her, like, a little bit of an insight of, like, who this, like, crazy young girl is and how amazing she is and how, I mean, it's the intensity and, you know, that actress is, um, so good in it and it's like you know we've all I've been to so many family parties or stuff like that where some usually it's some girl but it also has been a guy sometimes or like a boy where they put on a performance and you're just like I really admire this courage I admire your (laughs) commitment to it I admire everything but like why didn't your parents stop you (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the look of bewilderment that everyone has is so relatable and it's so funny. And it's like, I mean, she's just, she's so sweet, you know, like Mary, I've always found Mary to be such a like sweet uh, character who's just like, you know, just doesn't have that outlet, you know, like she, she'd be uh, going back to stand culture. I think she would thrive in K-pop stand culture. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think, I think it's great. I think it's so funny. I think it's really a highlight of the movie and like, To me, it's, like, what makes this movie so special is that, like, it really goes for it. And you just, like, you just got to laugh and enjoy it and be a part of it.
1: Well, we certainly (laughs) laughed. Yeah, we did. I love it so much. Between that and um, No Life Without Wife, which I just... What a banger. Um, yeah. And the very joyful dancing in that musical number in particular, I, just watching the four of them, <laughs> screw you, Kitty. Yeah, um, <laughs> <watching, laughs> Kitty's not around. Yeah, who needs Kitty? Watching yeah. the four sisters um, dance around in their PJs and sing this absurd song is was just such a joy. And there are so many really wonderful, joyful moments. Um, why do you think it was so important in this particular adaptation, to make sure that even the unhappy endings weren't all that unhappy, right? Lucky doesn't end up marrying Wickham, she doesn't end up in like, somebody forcing her to marry a cat to save her reputation. Um, uh, Charlotte Charlotte, ends up pretty happy with Mr. Coley. I trying to remember what the character's name is in the film, but um, ends up with Mr. Coley and it's not hell on earth. Like, they're actually really well suited to each other. is that something that you think is important for this particular adaptation when you're looking at the, the glossy Bollywood musicals? Yeah. Are we looking almost always at happy endings? What is it, what's your take on that?
2: I mean, I think part of that is like the modern setting uh, because I think a lot of the endings for the subplots in the novel, um, I mean, I haven't read the novel in a number of years, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's just a different time where you know, if a girl runs off with some boy, then she'll have to marry him. But, you know, in the in the 2000s, I don't think it was as, like, you know, unless she was found to be, like, pregnant or something, I don't think it would be this, like, extreme thing where, like, you have to marry him or, like, you know, you also want to see like, someone like, um, Chandra Lamba, like, you want to see her happy. She's Well, you know again she's a funny cute girl and she's so sweet and you want to see her in a happy marriage with someone Mm -hmm. who and like Mr. Coley is so ridiculous but like you know in his own way it's like he's also endearing in his own way and I think he all like I think he's the kind of guy that like needs to be married because that'll like really sand down his more like (laughs) aggressive personality um and you know like what his Vision is of marriage versus what it actually is, I'm sure is very interesting. Like <laughs> I'd love to see a sitcom with the two of them, oh you know, my in God. LA. Like, that'd be that'd be something um,
1: for. Would watch no. it? Yeah, 100%. like
2: uh I mean I'm still surprised there really hasn't been much like T V shows about Indian immigrants. I think there's so much material there. Um oh but my God.
0: I think you just tapped on a gold mine there. Like, yeah, like I mean, someone coming back to that story. T- couple years 20 years later like 20 years later
1: they're still married they they're got still, kids. they're
0: still yeah, in that married house. kids yeah they yeah. dealt with pitch the recession it,
1: manish this is your moment <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my is moment This is uh, a good one. Um,
2: if netflix is listening which i'm sure they are we have <laughs> we have, to we have this. someone named daphne who follows us awesome yeah well this is yeah this is yeah daphne if you're listening i have a lot of ideas um, But yeah, no, I mean, I I think, you know, and I think happy endings are, of course, a part of Bollywood culture, but also a part of, like, romantic comedy culture, too. And we want to see all these subplots kind of tied up in ways that you don't, I mean, like, I think Jane Austen is really smart in the way she wrote these stories. And I think that there's a lot of commentary there, but also I'm like, I kind of feel bad for Lydia, you know, in the book, I feel bad. I mean, I don't I I think of the Joe Wright movie, I don't see Mr. Collins as horrible as maybe he's in the book. I think I think we also have a really interesting, cute marriage that's come worthy. But um yeah, I think it's just like you just wanna see a happy endings for these people and I think it would I think it would be really strange for like Lucky to um like be forced to marry Wickham when all she kind of did was like go sightseeing with him. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah to the London right. Eye. <laughs> like, <You know? laughs> it's, not, it's not that bad. It's yeah. uh, she's gonna be fine. She's yeah. gonna bounce back from a bad date, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So if people were are excited about *Bride and Prejudice* and they want to use it as a jumping off point to explore Bollywood, that's actually Bollywood and not Bollywood as seen through this sort of um hybrid yeah yeah, um where would you recommend people start you mentioned a couple things you want to make sure that we cover i know that we've got my uh, list of things has um an indian sense and sensibility adaptation on it i don't know if it's the one that you were referencing i I think it
2: is okay yeah Mm
1: -hmm. so where should people Um, start
2: yeah i mean i think like uh you know, if you're so captivated by Shruti Rai, that's, you know, she's the place to go. Look at all of her best movies that, you know, she's done, because, like, she's very much a, she kind of does both of, like, the movie star thing, where she's kind of, like, glamorous and beautiful and everything, but she also does really serious kind of more offbeat movies, too. Um, most, some of them not being in Hindi, but in languages like Tamil or Bengali. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Anupam Kerr, you know, he's done a lot. I think he was on um, ER with, you know, playing Pamila Nagra's I knew in a I recognized episodes. him. And like, yeah. he's in the Angli movie, Last Caution, for a couple of scenes. So, like, he's also someone that's been doing a lot of work overseas. You just like, to me, it's like Bollywood. I mean, like, Bride and Prejudice is very much a, um, it's this kind of doing a pastiche, of a very specific type of Bollywood movie, which is like this sort of over the top kind of you know, ludicrous, you know, musical romance type thing that's, like, very broad and funny. Um, but, you know, Hindi movies in general run the gamut of every genre under the sun from horror, suspense, crime thrillers, dramas, comedies, all this. So my recommendation for people who don't know anything about Bollywood is to be like, well, what kind of movies do you like? And then just kind of search for, you know, a movie of that genre in Bollywood or in any Indian language and just, like, you know, just see what comes up, you know, I think uh, streaming services like Amazon Prime and Netflix, they have a great selection. Um, And, you know, you can just kind of see what kind of appeals to you. Um, And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I think Jane Austen and Shakespeare both, uh, you know, translate so well to Indian movies that like, you know, if you want another like Jane Austen, I think there's a couple there. Or if you want to do like, you know, there's been some excellent Shakespearean adaptations as well, of like Othello and Hamlet and stuff. So to me, it's like I I would love for people to use Brian and Prejudice as a gateway. But I'm also a little cautious of that because I don't want people to think that all, Bolly- all Bollywood movies are like this because they're not. the mm-hmm. Chadha, um, again, is doing a very specific thing here. And she's tapping into something very specific and kind of evoking the same, a similar mm-hmm. feeling. But there's also so, I mean, just in her career alone, she's done so many different things, like a oh, sports yeah. movie, and you know, been, uh, blinded by the light, which is like a writer movie and a music movie. So like, you know, she's done so much, and I think even some, and you can also look to her contemporaries like Mira Nair or Deepa Mehta, who do. Really interesting things that are both about India and you know within India, and so it just kind of, it just really depends on kind of like what you like and what um, what your tastes are, and then you can just kind of go from there. Um, I think Criterion Channel for now has like eight Bollywood movies that are like from the 50s, so that's a place 50s and 60s so that's a place to go as well. Um, Yeah, and I mean like there's so many lists of like greatest Bollywood movies ever, and if you know, the, like the canon, right? It's like the AFI type thing, the, mm-hmm. that's out there as well. I've written a list like that too. So, you know, you could just go there and be like, okay, let me just look at all, like what's like the Citizen Kane or like the Gone with the Wind of Indian movies and just go from there. That's also a great place to go too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, it's so much. I mean, I think India produces like 800 movies a year in so many different languages that it can be very intimidating, but I think if you just kind of like, go about it just in the way you would like look to see what movies you might like in English or Japanese or Korean and just kind of go from what your tastes are and just find the, find those movies in that. And you'll, you'll do great.
0: I think it's a good reminder of us too, that like, um, Bollywood is, Bollywood is like Hollywood. It's a place where things are made, but that's not the genre necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. it's a good reminder.
1: Hmm. What if, um, if our listeners wanted to see, a specific example of what Gurinder Chadha is sort of paying tribute to slash yeah. sending up a little bit um is there something in particular you'd recommend
2: yeah yeah I think the movie that really jumps out to me is um a movie from 1995 called the Validon Le Jange, also DDLJ that's probably the best way for non-Indian non-Hindi speakers to find it DDLJ and that's like I mean, that's, um, that's another movie that's also about sort of the globalization of India because it has characters who immigrate to London and then go back to India. Um, it's a musical, it's romance, it's comedy, has a lot of fun characters who are just like the characters in this movie, very like, I don't want to say over the top, but they're very larger than life. They're very funny. They're very charming, endearing. Um, that movie has everything that you could want from an Indian movie. It has you know, songs, it has romance, it has comedy. There's some action in there. There's um, a lot of like push and pull between parents and children and sort of like that. Um, it's about a, um, a young woman who is facing an arranged marriage and she asks her dad if she can. Um, she's in London and she asks her dad if she can travel in Europe for a month before she gets married. And she's like, you know, you're arranging this marriage for me and I'm agreeing to it, but I just want to live a little and like have a life for, for a while. And so she goes and she travels, you know, to like, you know, Sweden and Switzerland and all those places. And she meets a guy another Indian guy and they fall in love. And then she comes back and she has to go to India to get married. And he follows her there and tries to um, kind of woo her family so that they'll agree to let her marry him instead of her arranged groom. So it's a classic movie. I mean, every Indian who watches Indian movies has, has seen it, you know, name brand stars um, like. The movie just like set a template. It's one of my favorite movies. That's a movie I've seen a million times. I grew up with it. Um, so that would be the one that I recommend because I think that I think the Chada is probably thinking about that movie um, and other movies like it um, when she made *Bride and Prejudice*.
1: Great, amazing, Julie, yeah. Janine, do, you, do y'all have any questions for our esteemed guest?
0: I have a I have a question that I actually feel is maybe silly. Great. And is Bollywood actually a place or is it just like a shorthand for the industry?
2: Um, I think, um, I, I don't even know if I know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Mumbai is the film capital of India for at least okay. this Bollywood industry. So I don't know if, I don't think they call it Bollywood. Like, I don't think they're like, oh, we're going to Bollywood today. I don't think they do yeah. it like, how we're, like oh, yeah. we're going to Hollywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think they just say Mumbai or, or Bombay. So, um, I don't, I don't even know. I think, I think honestly they were like, Oh, Bombay's Hollywood. Oh, so yeah. Bollywood, yeah. I think that's right. just what it is. yeah, I don't, I don't. And people even kind of push back on that name. Cause they're like, we're not like an offshoot of America. Right. Which is fair. Um, I think yeah. that, that's yeah. fair. So, <laughs> even, even yeah. i try to like, you know try to i mean i like to use bollywood as a shorthand but even i'm kind of like maybe i should start saying hindi cinema that sounds a little bit more like less kitschy i guess
0: i like Um, i I would like saying that more often too Hindi cinema. yeah
2: yeah um because it just sounds a little bit more legitimate and not like i don't know bollywood just has a connotation um but yeah so i don't think i don't think anyone says they're like Living in Bollywood, I think they just say <laughs> Mumbai or Bombay. I,
1: I just had a, like a nightmare vision of some rich American tourist <laughs> going to like a very fancy ho- resort hotel in Goa where you don't have to interact with people who actually live in India. Being like, can yeah. you tell me where the tour bus that goes to Bollywood? <laughs> oh, Bollywood.
2: Is? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> don't I do
1: that. Don't do Ew. that. Ew. 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 Um, well, there's one more thing that I want to make sure that we ask you about because it is, uh, speaking of iconic, like the, the Cobra dance, um, I, I I just can't not bring it up. Um, can we talk about Indira Varma's bikini and matching (gasps) visor, please? Oh my God. Uh, one of the great costumes in cinematic history, question mark, no question mark, exclamation point.
2: Yeah. I mean, she looks great. It's iconic. Um, definitely another piece of material for a drag queen somewhere should kind of find that outfit um i love Indira varma i think she's so great like on rome and game of thrones and kind of uh i just saw her in kama sutra uh the mir nair film and uh yeah i mean i she looks she looks so gorgeous and she's so great in this movie she's so funny she is
1: so funny really i love her she's like a god-tier Caroline Bingley, for sure. I yeah. feel like I wasn't necessarily expecting to come out of this experience having my um, great Pride and Prejudice performances, rankings in my head, all thrown a kilter, with the exception yeah. of Darcy. My Darcy list has not been touched, but, um, <laughs> <that's> not <shade. laughs> but it's, it's not. that's not shade. That's just that's, no, that's 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 a statement that's of a true, true fact. True. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I think she in particular and uh, Mr. Coley, um, both parents, um, Lalita, obviously, I feel like there are so many really wonderful interpretations of these familiar characters that like, yeah, put, like, put them up there. Put them with Jennifer Ely, put them yeah. with Kara. put them with Matt Smith and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Do it. Yeah. Let's He's do a, it.
2: He, yeah. He's I really mean, this, I think this movie is such a, like deceptively great adaptation of the novel. I think there's a way for a movie like this to kind of just be like, have the premise and then Mm -hmm. do its own thing. But I think they really, um, really dug into the novel and tried to bring it out. And I think these actors all really got their characters so well. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I love Clueless as much as the next person, but this is a more faithful adaptation than than Clueless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Paul Red. Um, well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Is there anything in particular that you want to plug um, that people should check out? Is there a, a place that they can look for your list that you mentioned of the grade? Yeah,
2: I can. Um, I'll send it to you so please you do. can um, attach it. Yeah, please. Um, I'm on Twitter at TheManish89. That's T-H-E-M-A-N-I-S-H-8-9. And um, I have a, I have two podcasts. One is a part to be you, which is about romance films. And I talked about bride and prejudice with uh, my friend, Stacy young. Um, And that's a great episode. She's a great guest. Um, It is a really
1: great episode. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And I, I'm so, I'm I'm so grateful to be able to talk about this movie with you guys again, because it's such a lovely movie and I've, Apparently, I have a lot to say about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I co host a podcast with my friend Dave Giannini called Queer Now, where we talk about queer movies going like we um, go year by year and just pick a movie and talk about it in terms of its like the, the queerness of it, the, um, the context of it, the like just kind of everything about it. So that's a lot of fun to do. We started with the 2010s and went to the 1930s. Now we're, we're going to start doing the 2000s at, at some point so and i write here and there so i think the best place to find me is on twitter and you can just um catch my writing
1: uh there great um that is all amazing i cannot wait to listen to queer and now
2: yeah Queer Now.
1: for some reason i was like is that that is that a different really excellent podcast title (laughs) my brain short-circuited um my humble suggestion would be when you inevitably get to 1999 is it 1999 um uh, and yes, 1999, uh, please at least mention the mummy, the most bisexual film of all time. Um, because yes. it just, yeah, it would mean a yeah. lot to me to see that kind of representation.
2: Yeah. I mean, totally. My, my friend Dave is a, uh, he's a bi king. So uh, oh, great. I'm sure we would lo- I'm sure he would love to talk about that.
1: Great. Well, I hope that you'll come back and talk to us again, um, about, pretty much anything uh yeah i
2: mean thanks again for having me i'd love to come back at any time so just let me know because you this is so much fun and thank you so much for for having me on and letting me talk so much about all these different things
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was our pleasure thank you thank you thank you thank you so much uh i am so glad to to think hindi cinema and not bollywood that it didn't occur to me how yes, that's absolutely great. infuriating that term must be.
0: Bollywood? Yeah. Until
1: mm-hmm. d- but right about now. I appreciated
0: <laughs> that he corrected us. Oh, you know yes. what? Hold on. i this up.
1: <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We could hear you now. the whole time. Okay, it's because I, it doesn't matter. I was in the same tab, so it was still muted. It's same. my mistake. Same. D- this isn't funny, so don't include this. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, um, it's just a normal mistake. Mm-hmm.
0: Not a funny mistake like we
1: normally do. <laughs> well, now we have to include this shit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so glad to know uh, that... To have, I guess, have been confronted with the should be apparent reality that maybe we shouldn't be framing uh, the cinema made in a very large country by a very diverse population of people um, as Bollywood. Uh, Although I am sure it has come in handy uh, from time to time as a way of getting people who don't live in India or South Asia uh, to pay attention to Indian filmmaking. Um, Mm -hmm. It it makes sense to me that maybe that maybe we shouldn't be calling it Bollywood. Yeah, that's good. It's reductive. It just feels reductive. Right. And I think he was Manish was right to. Yeah. He's right on. Um, now that he's Correct. not here, I will say his podcasts are terrible. Just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> I had the best time listening to it. Pod to be you over the weekend. I listened to the bride and prejudice episode he talked about, but a couple others as well. It's really, and I know for listeners of this podcast, um, there is a lot for you to enjoy there. It's, it's falling in love on film. It's the uh, mm-hmm. podcast about falling in love on the big screen. It's his catchphrase and it's really it's all over they just did an episode on the witch of the eastwick
0: um Mm.
1: it's really really great uh and i can't wait to listen to queer now especially when they inevitably talk about the mummy Uh uh, i need to
0: listen to less news podcasts and a podcast about falling in love on film sounds like right up my alley
1: it's really it's very charming i recommend it wholeheartedly um it's mm. I, I enjoyed it very, very, very much. Uh and it was like, yes, like, subscribe. I'm gonna get these in my inbox. And it's it's just really great. I don't ha- I don't have any closing bit though, because I That's feel okay. like we're we just learned- here to thank all the peeps. We are yeah. fine.
0: We don't need a bit to thank people.
1: I've had enough do- bits. I'm feeling very insecure about the la like if we don't have bits, what even are we? Well, well- that's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at Podlandercast. You can find us on Patreon where you can support the show. Get access to our lunch breaks, our new Regency Book Club, <laughs> then this thing and that thing and some other things in the slack and then this and then also with the, uh, the game and this. Um, at Podlander nope at patreon.com slash Podlander uh, and we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show, which is expensive. Um, but we especially want to thank the following folks. Hold on. Stretch it out, girl. Get ready. I hurt my jaw yesterday. Oh. Uh, you can make whatever filthy jokes you want. It was drying my face with a towel. Oh, no. I've done that. It wasn't even, like, it a hot, sexy reason. It was no. just, I was drying my face with a towel, and I hurt my jaw, so we'll see how well I can do our little race through the patrons here. Okay. <clears throat> Mallory Smith, Katzpaw156, Maddie Perkins, Snezinach, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Tegeson, Kristen, Freckled Fury, Laura Colm, Amelia, Bazelle, Liz, and Tinkerbell? Stella Welch, Chrissy Shively, Claire Feeney, Kayla Reagan, Rochelle Lafever, Amanda Februad- Heather uh- Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, <laughs> Brittany Holber, Emily Carlson, Amy Gusterson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazzella, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lucino, Viv Pickles, A.K. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Anne Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Trish McCrary, Dr. J, Jen Leonard, Kelly Bonham, and Anna Kiki. The
0: The wise wise.
1: Uh, We will be back next week talking about Bride and Prejudice, a new musical. Oh no. No life but a Without (laughs) life. life. If it doesn't include that, what are they even there for? Yeah. Nothing. I'm sorry, and so no. we've already seen *Pride and Prejudice* as a new musical. You're gonna have to try something new. Pride yeah, top Prejudice. top oh, that cobra then... dance. Yeah, if you... tells... cobra dance or GTFO. Yeah.
0: Something tells me we're gonna be adding some spelunking into this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a rewrite. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, bye, bye. Later.